1: Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Wednesday. Actually, it's hard for me to realize that it's Wednesday because I did something I don't ever really do. Yesterday, I slept for 14 hours. Yep, I went to bed somewhere around four or five o'clock in the afternoon and woke up this morning. Why did that happen? Well, because I spent a lot of time, maybe a little too much time, as my family and friends will tell me, pouring into everybody else. In the last three weeks, I decided to do something very different. Than I've ever done before. I got a little upset about all the craziness that's been going on in my personal life with Joshua being in a motorcycle accident, being still in a wheelchair six months later, with staying in my own house, with the news. And I said, as Arnold Schwarzenegger said this morning very eloquently, you can't ignore it and you can't be quiet. And what you should do is step up. And I think for a very long time, even though I have a national radio show and I've been on television for decades, um, I don't know if I've been as vocal with helping other people as I wanted to, as I know I could, because it looked a lot like work and I was right. My daughter and I and my team have been working 14 to 18 hours a day for almost three weeks. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been pretty nerve wracking. And le- yesterday I just, I literally crashed. I hit a wall, she hit a wall and I just didn't even wake up. Now you have to be very careful because if you don't ever really wake up, that's too hard. I came close to that once. Don't ever do that. Um, but I opened up my teaching portfolio. I've taught throughout the years, but I've never done it very formally because it's hard. It involves, you know, doing seminars and holding classes and traveling around the world and keeping track of everybody. And I knew it was hard. And I had two beautiful seven two kids who were growing up, and I wanted to focus on them. But now, for me, feels like the right time to really begin teaching what I know uh, to be accountable to other people. We have hundreds of students now. (laughs) I know, like, wow, how did that happen? And I think it was hundreds of people who were going, please, Forbes, you've got no point in your life. You're successful. Yay for you. How do you help us? And so I've launched three major programs. I do a little one on Sundays that I'm going to invite you guys to join me called Pitch Class. It's Pitch Secrets, $19. I talk live for two hours. I answer questions. I help people with their pitches. I literally can change your life with a pitch. Now, you may not understand that if you don't come to class. And the the link for that, find me on Facebook, by the way, but go to uh, pitchsecretsmasterclass.com. It really is just $19. And you go, well, Forbes, how could it have any value if you charge so little for it? Good question. Now, the old me would have asked that question. I'm going to tell you why. Because you need to have it such a low price that you're willing to say yes But enough of a little price that you go, oh, I don't want to forget it. It just wasn't free. And I don't need your $19 that bad, right? This is really valuable information. This has changed my life. And I just want to share it with people. You know, if you can pitch correctly, you can not only, like I have, sell thousands of dollars a minute on television, but you can get your product, your service, your idea out to many people. And that's what most of you are missing. It's not that you don't have a job right now. you All the things you think are wrong. Find something you love. And by the way, You can make money pitching something that isn't your product. Want to say that again? You can make money pitching something that isn't even your product. That's one of the secrets I want you all to know. I don't want anyone to tell me, oh, I'm too broke. No, what's broke is your attitude. What broke is your mentality. And I've got a training for that too called the breakthrough. If you want all this information, go to Facebook and type in Inner Circle. There is an amazing group of people waiting there to support you, to love on you, to help you. And that's what I created. So I am so proud. I'm proud of people like Christian and Stacy and Wendy and Laura and Kirsten and McKenna and Larry, and I could go on and on. About a month and a half ago, they weren't really active in my world. Today they are. And if you are looking for something positive, for something powerful to move your life to its next level, join us. Completely free to go to my inner circle. We don't let just anybody in, though. You know what you gotta have to have? You have to have the right attitude. You have to have the right energy. You have to want to be part of something. We're not interested in takers anymore. Takers take. I want givers. I want everyone to give a little bit more than they're used to getting and then watch what happens in return. So that's what my last three weeks have been about. Uh, I'm grateful to Voice America and Tacey and all the crew that worked so hard to keep this show on the air. We are making a difference. And this week, I will tell you, and I don't want to start crying. Um, but so things that happened this week in one of my classes, one of my girls said, I really want to continue and keep going forwards, but I can't afford it because my higher-level classes do cost a lot. And I listened to the way that she asked, and she's taken care of, she's a caregiver, aside from having a full-time job, and she didn't ask for charity, she just was sad that she, at the moment, couldn't find the dollars to make it move forward. And one of my guys in class, Charles, stepped up right out of Zoom and said, girl, I gotcha. I'm gonna pay for half your class. That's a lot of money. Why did he do that? Because she was deserving of it. See, there's a thing about charity. Charity never feels good. I've helped a lot of people in my life. Nobody wants to feel like they are given charitable. There's an earning. And when you earn it by your attitude, by your actions, that feels right. And if you know what I'm talking about on my Facebook, say amen. I get you. I hear you. Somebody asked me that in my preaching. I think I am preaching. Uh, And I'm preaching because my heart needs it and so do so many people around the world. So with that, it is my very great pleasure to introduce somebody. It is almost 3.30 in the morning, his time in Australia, but he has gotten very close to me. And obviously that's important because that's his last name, Jamie Close. It could be closed, but it's not, it's close. Mr. Jamie Close, all of Australia. Can we give you a big round of applause? Yay! How are you, my darling?
2: I'm absolutely magical. Thank you so much.
1: See, that's <laughs> the right. See, not many people will say magical. That is why I love having you on the show, my friend. All right, let's start with what you're up to. You no, I'm sorry. Let's start with where you came from. You were a bona fide, not gonna happen success guy. Am I correct? Tell us about that.
2: Well, to give you a nutshell, because so much has happened over so many years that, you know, from being heavily bullied and picked on when I was younger and having massive self-confidence issues, and then all that rage and anger about being picked on and bullied for all those years developed into, when I left high school, into a drug addiction. Uh, And that drug addiction uh, just spiraled me out of control with all that anger fueling the drug addiction you know, and I drove the getaway car and would get chased by the police and that was like my life. And I looked in the mirror one day, Forbes, and it was like when I looked in the mirror, I, I, I saw my body with the black, the gaunt and the lack of muscle. And as I looked down my whole body and I looked all the way back up and I looked straight into my eyes, it was like I connected with God, my higher self, like I connected. And in that moment, I saw what I'd become and that freaked me out. And so, it scared me so much that I knew I was going to either die or end up in jail if I kept going down that path. And so in that moment, I gave everything up, all the drugs, the alcohol, the cigarettes, everything, and went on this health path. And I went back to the gym training and eating clean foods. And in that whole evolution, um, you know, I met this healer. Boys, this let's pre-
1: start for one second. I'm going to reckon to say that it's an interesting moment. You just give up drugs and alcohol and money and all the things you just go, one day you just go, I'm going to just give it up.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. How did you
1: do that? Cause somebody out there is going, wait, I want to do that. How did you do that?
2: Because the I'm getting really emotional now because the level of fear. So when you look in the mirror and you see how your body's breaking down. And when it was, because I looked into my eyes And I looked into my own soul and it was like, man, you're going to die. You know, you're going to die if you don't stop. And so, and I didn't want to die. No,
1: no, no, no. Stay stay right there because that's a powerful thing for people to share of all the things you're going to share today. I have a lot of listeners who are there in a lot of ways. And did you have anyone help you or did you just realize was the pain of dying so great? Freaks me out. Remember, we're on radio. Tell people what you're feeling yeah. right now. They can't see the tears in your eyes.
2: Yeah, okay. So, got tears streaming down my cheeks. I'm a little choked up. And, yeah. Just-
1: because why? Because I, and this is the part that I want to get to. I know that you're, you're here to talk about what you're up to now. But the profoundness of you're reaching over a million people right now, my friend. Bring us back there. Come on. What, what are you getting so emotional about? Because you survived. But there are people out there might... My, we have someone who just jumped in front of a, a truck. He's 18 years old and killed himself. Let me tell you something. What you're about to say is more important than anything you think you are going to say. Go mm.
2: for it. Because I knew in my heart there was more. I, I knew in my heart since I was seven years old that I was here for a purpose. But back then when I was seven, I didn't, didn't know why. And in that moment, when I looked in the mirror, I was like, I'm not done. This is not it. You know, I just felt like I was like, no, I, I, a lot of the fear was because I hadn't achieved what I wanted to in my life. Even though consciously I didn't really know what that was, it was just like, no, I don't want to die. Like there's so much more that I want to give and that I want to express. I felt this need to want to express these things in my heart. And so that's why it freaked me out so much because I thought, fuck, I haven't even got started with what I really want to do in my life and what well, this is it.
1: Was there anyone around you to help support you or did you come to this on your own?
2: Well, I did have, you know, my beautiful family, my parents, but <clears throat> a lot of what was going on, I didn't share with them. I tried to hide and and mask the the drug addiction and everything. So for me, it was just really, the there was like this whole fear just freaked me out. And so, you know, from a young age, I was playing semi-professional football as in soccer. Um, so I already knew what to eat. And food-wise, and my mom was actually a Weight Watchers lecturer. So I had a very good um, background in nutrition because I was brought up that way.
1: So just so you know, all around the world, you've reached out to Mary Boyd, who's like, wow, you're having a breakthrough and so am I. Donna's like so excited to hear your story. Can't believe that you made a decision and it was that powerful. One of the things that I'm teaching in one of my classes is how using your story can propel others I say don't let your pain go wasted, and right now you're not. I know that you do a lot of amazing things, but just that moment, that honesty that you just shared with us and on the radio, thank you so much for that, Jamie. It's, it's beyond powerful.
2: Mm, thank you, Forbes. Thank you for, well, I suppose, thank you to God for bringing us together. because <laughs> that really is that. It's, this is divine us meeting. And, yeah, thank you for giving me a, a platform to be able to share my heart And what means most to me. All
1: right. So for everybody listening from Cole out there, who I see to Donna and Mary and everyone else, number one, thank you for using the platform the way it's supposed to be used. We have a voice and there's a lot of people in pain right now all over the world who are contemplating what they're supposed to be doing. The answer isn't always easy, but I will tell you when you get quiet and you seek help and you find other people, yes, congratulations, you had a family. If you don't have a family, I invite you to go to Inner Circle because there's a family waiting there for you. I know that I've built it with the express purpose of doing exactly what you are going to do now. So take whatever frustration that you've got. And now you took that and you realized there was a higher purpose for your life. I'm so proud of you. Otherwise we would have never met. And what have you turned that into?
2: Well, for, for the past 27 years now, I've been literally traveling around the world, helping people and teaching people how to heal themselves and how to transform their life by the inside out, you know, how to connect to their heart, how to connect to their soul and that divine presence, you know, people will label it as God, whatever that divine presence is, is to connect to that and to transform their life because, hey, if I can do it and I don't consider myself back then as anyone really special other than being a human. <laughs> like <laughs> we, <laughs> Yeah, it makes me very special. But, yeah, look, seriously, if I can transform my life, then anyone can. And it really, it doesn't matter where you're at in your life right now. It really doesn't. Like Forbes said, you've got a beautiful community waiting for you. There's always someone that's willing to buy you a coffee or a tea and just to sit down and to have that heartfelt conversation with you like it really is. And all we need to do is reach out. I know it's hard when you're feeling all these emotions and you're really scared and it's like you just pick up the phone or contact someone.
1: All right, so talk to us about how important in your life was health and nutrition?
2: Oh, oh, well, it was everything. It gave me the foundation to be able to do what I've done. You know, like, as you know, Forbes, (laughs) health and nutrition, it's like it's one of the basic fundamentals of life. We need to give our body, you know, the light, the water, the food, the oxygen.
1: No, no, let me share something with you. People don't realize that. I'm going to say that if I could, like, sneak into people's homes during this whole lockdown thing, the amount of canned goods, candy, alcohol, bullshit that's been consumed is because we do not, as a people, understand the value of nutrition. Hmm. And then most people don't even know what it looks like. So I would love you to go one step deeper now. What is it? And actually, I've got two minutes for you to tease everyone. What are you up to to promote this, move your life forward, move everyone's life forward?
2: Okay, beautiful. Thank you. So like you, I felt this calling and I I needed to get my message out in a, in a global way, in an international way. So for me, it was like I ha- always had this sense of like community for me because it was always about community because so many times I didn't feel like I had anyone to go to um, other than my incredible Healer Eleni. So what I'm doing, what I've done now uh, with an incredible team of conscious goddesses and there's a couple of conscious men <laughs> stepping up as well. So we've created this conscious community called The Quantum Solution. And in this community, it's a safe and sacred space, which enables me and some other conscious leaders to express and to share and to educate around what's happening in the world, like around quantum health, like how we actually manifest disease in our body, and then what we can do to help rebalance ourselves. And let's just say, oh, no, I've got to be very careful compliant wise. Um, I want to help people, and we are helping people prevent. Sickness and dis ease in their body. And if someone's already manifested a symptom of dis ease, then we're sharing information with them on how they can then heal themselves.
1: Awesome. All right, we're about to take a break. Um, and I'm not quite sure all that you can talk about. We're going to be on Facebook in a little bit. Uh, we're going to take a break here, I'm going to go off to our sponsors. And I love that concept of dis ease, which is basically your body not loving being in your own body. My name is Forbes Riley. listening to Forbes Factor. We, have, we focus on health, wealth, and your personal happiness. So if you want to be happy even more, don't go away. Be right back.
0: Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley.
1: Hey, hey everybody. We are back. And today's show about, is about health, the health part of health, wealth, and happiness. I've got Jamie close, and we're still talking about what's called The Quantum Solution with an S, yes or no? With an no. S. The, no S. Okay. Thequantumsolution.com. Explain to us what we're going to see when we go there.
2: Okay. So I've put together a special offer for your listeners and viewers online uh, where I'm actually giving away... A um an incredible powerful quantum healing device valued about two and a half thousand US dollars. You're giving one
1: of those away. Yeah,
2: (laughs) I know. I just felt like I wanted to give someone an amazing opportunity.
1: Ooh,
2: ooh, all right.
1: And I've I've had everything just yeah. So
2: so I've I've had some incredible people in my life reach out to me. And give me an amazing opportunity that's transformed my life. And so, I believe in paying it forward and gifting it forward. So, I'm more than happy to give one of your listeners a free device.
1: Now, what's going to be the qualification? Is kind of an any, meeny, miny thing? Or do we put them all in a hat? What do you think?
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, we've created this beautiful landing page for all of them with plenty that. of information to educate them on actually what it's all about. And I'm designing an educate, well, we've designed an educational email sequence. They won't get bombarded with emails, be uh, emails to give them more information on what this device actually is. Well, all right. So let's just tell us, because
1: I've also got a doctor waiting for us too. You're going to be very surprised. It's kind of like the dating game here. Who's behind <laughs> door? Nobody can see her but you. So shh. what exactly, Jamie, what does the device do?
2: Okay. So I'll read the disclaimer because I need to be very compliant. So there's different disclaimers for different parts in the world, and in the U.S., uh, the device is actually named a Healy, and that's it right there for those of you that can see it. Healy, what is Healy? Healy is a microcurrent medical device that has been cleared by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration for the relief of acute, a chronic, and arthritic pain and muscle soreness due to overexertion. Um, it also quickly says Healy is also uh, also has a non-medical applications that use the individualized frequencies to help balance your mind body and relieve stress. Now if I may just quickly read the, <laughs> yeah and I'll just quickly read the European disclaimer because different, different country. it says Healy is a medical device for the treatment of pain in chronic pain, fibromyalgia, skeletal pain and migraine, as well as for the supportive treatment of mental illnesses such as depression, anxiety and related sleep disorders
1: let me share something with you i've been on home shopping my entire life and when we talk about disclaimers i very rarely if ever have heard that we are ever allowed to mention pain certainly not fibromyalgia on a broadcast type situation so i'm going to say that that's a very powerful disclaimer and cleared by the fda which is why i allowed you to talk about it here because we don't have things that are not not real if that makes sense i am in no way associated with his product just to be very clear you and i are friends i've invited you on the show um but I love what he was about, and he's raving about this, and it's launching in the U.S. So I said, what kind of testimonials have you seen? What are people experiencing with this product?
2: Okay, so for me, first of all, I would only ever be involved with a company or a product that actually h- had an impact. And at the time, I was—I moved in with my parents into a nursing home to be a full-time carer for my mother. <sighs> Getting emotional again. Um, Because she was not in a good way. And so I was approached by someone in the company and I purchased the device. And my experience was the pressure and the stress of, you know, when you have a a parent that's aging with, you know, dementia and mood swings and all these problems, it's a heavy load to carry. And my first session just felt, I felt so deeply relaxed. I felt so calm and I felt so connected um, and happy. And that was after a 55-minute treatment. And so for me, I just knew within my heart I had something that I needed to go out and start sharing.
1: And if you can't see him because you're listening to this on the radio, you are very emotional again. Wow. What's going on?
2: Well, I suppose it's, it's like, you know, when you see like your parent that was so smart, intelligent, and to see them decline so rapidly, it's like... Where have they gone?
1: Yeah, I, I I think a lot of people are he- dealing with that as well. Um, and uh, I've got people like Mary saying, wow, I need that. Uh, and Donna saying, I'm so glad you joined our group. Jamie, how do people, can people in the US get this?
2: Yeah, it was just, it was it was actually launched on my birthday on the 1st of May. Um, so they can get it now. They don't need to wait until it's, <laughs> and it's
1: like- Yeah, Jamie, I have, to, I have to come down to Australia and hug you right now. <laughs> Because I I feel, you know what, and I know that you're not normally like this, are you? No, no. This is the connection that he and I have. He and I have been friends for a little while. We met like in the middle of the night, care of one of our dear friends from Australia. And I felt this love from this man that I don't feel generally. I get people pitching me ideas and concepts and whatever. And he just showed up and he was like this ball of love. Because you also do healing energy. You do a lot. This product is great. We have, a, we have a connection for that. But beyond that, let me close out with just one more thing. You're so connected to the concept of healing. Why is that so important to you? And how do, how do we get to touch that?
2: Why well, it's so important? Because it, it saved my life. You know, I, I, was, I was brought another amazing lady, my healer, Relaney, 27 years ago. And she became, and still is, even though she doesn't inhabit her body anymore, she became my best friend. And and she was my support. When I couldn't go to my family or anyone and couldn't speak to anyone about anything, she was always there for me. And she taught me about energy. She taught me about the power of bre- breathing and breath work and chakras. And she taught me how to heal myself. And so I just feel like this is my song to sing. I'm not going to sing anyone's chorus. It's like I need to sing what's in my heart. And I'm a healer and I can help people heal themselves. I'm not healing them. I'm helping them heal themselves. And
1: my friend, just by your energy right now, you start to heal people. I've got Mary's and Mary's flying down there. She just bought her ticket. No, she says that a true man can show. (laughs)
2: They're
1: just loving you. And you really can enjoy all of this. It's kind of interesting. Uh, Crazy how people are just reaching out and sharing their love. All right, I want to take a moment, take a little sip of water, because I want to introduce you to another woman who is also passionate about health. She's as beautiful on the outside as she is on the inside, and her name is Dr. Daria Long. Daria, give a big round of applause. Woo! Hi, hello. How are you, my girl? Wow. Uh, where are you right now? I'm in Atlanta,
3: Atlanta, Georgia.
1: You're just a little north of where We were down in Tampa, Florida. It's nice and hot up there, too. Hi. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Oh, yeah. They don't call it Hotlanta
1: for nothing. Oh no! Well, I will tell you—you you are absolutely glowing. Um, say hi to <laughs> you. Uh, we've got a million. Hi, people, about a million people watching us right now. We're all commenting rapidly on what they're seeing. Tell everybody what you're up to.
3: So yeah, absolutely. So I'm an emergency room doctor. Um, I'm a mom of two, and. I make it my entire mission, having been a patient myself with an autoimmune arthritis, to take the best of science and knowledge and everything out there, distill it to make everyone's life healthier, better, and
1: easier. That's why I'm here. My closest friends was an emergency room doctor. How the heck do you do that? You know, I was in high school, I had a choice. I was really smart in high school and they didn't know about being a CEO or advertising. They said you have two choices for your career, doctor or lawyer. If you don't like blood, you're going to be a lawyer. I'm like, dude, I can't even cut open a frog, okay? It's like, no, no, no. How do you as a mom and a compassionate person, how do you deal with that every day? I think
3: I think that's a great question, Forbes. And uh,
1: I can't believe the people gave
3: me those two choices and then look what you did with the world, Forbes. You blew it up <laughs> in the best of ways. That's um, I'm I 60. Love- I'm 60. It took me way too long to figure it out. You know what there is? A 60 is a new like 30, right? To, to not only not first thing in the morning. 60 is
1: the same as <laughs> 60. <laughs>
3: Um, I love it. One thing I talk about, you know, being an emergency room doctor are the skills that I have as an ER doctor are the skills anybody can use in their own life. But one of the biggest things is getting out of your own head. And when you see that blood or whatever it is you see, you've got to get out of your own head. And if you focus on how much this person in front of me needs me, and that I'm the person that can make them better, it gets you out of that discomfort of, oh my gosh, what am I seeing? How is this making me feel? Because that's not the point. It's how can I help them and focusing on
1: them? what so does it. You just give my whole body chills, girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm still, you know, I'm still going to give you a, now I'm now Jamie, I'm emotional. Uh, my fiance had a horrible motorcycle accident on January 2nd. And I will tell you, I was very much not, uh, ooh, I, I give everyone a lot of credit between my dad having a massive hand issue. He almost had his hand cut off when I was a teenager. That is a, it's tough. I've actually just been through this. He's still in a wheelchair six months later. Mm. So what inspired you to be a doc? It's okay. It's, some life happens for you. We're trying to figure out how to make that work for us. And we all go through things. This is what, this is what everyone seems to not understand. Uh, there is no privilege when it comes to life. People will die. People will hurt you. You will get hurt. Things will happen up and down. That's an important thing that no one gets out of this life completely unscathed or you lived in a, in a hole somewhere. So having said that, um, what um? What maybe you? Why did you want to be a doctor in the first place? What was the energy for that? You know, and there's so
3: many emotions coming out of what you're just saying, Forbes. I I, I want to just acknowledge what you just said. I think being in the ER teaches us that very early on that nobody gets a free pass. That that tragedy happens at all ages, and I think there's something we get out of that. Is it if you see the worst, but you also realize how grateful you can be for what you have, because you realize that this happens to everybody. Um, And I think going, so so going from that to your question, why I became an emergency room doctor is, uh, I I think I kind of got the same two questions that you got, you can be a lawyer or a doctor, there you go. Maybe I got also a veterinarian, that was also an option for me. But it's when I decided I didn't want to be a ballerina or an astronaut, which were my goals when I was six. I was in the same class. (laughs) Um, Ballerina in space. I realized, you know, maybe our kids and our grandkids someday. Who knows? uh, I realized one thing is that when there were crises, I was running towards them. And I thought that's what everybody did. Um, And eventually I realized that that was something potentially unusual that I can find in those moments. I'm a person Forbes, who I'm always thinking, you know, my ADHD type mind is always thinking about all these different things. But when there is somebody in front of me and they need me and they need something urgently, everything focuses right then and there. And that's kind of, it's a beautiful moment for me uh,
1: that I have that time to be. I know you have a mission that you want to talk to us about, but here's my next question. You're very pretty. There is something about being, no, listen to this. There's something about being a pretty woman that hampers being professional do mm-hmm. you agree and talk to me about what you think i just said
3: yes i, I it's amazing the looks and the aesthetic for women that is in, entirely a double standard for that, that men never get um from you know Patients, you know, for many years, many of my patients always referred to me as the medical student or the nurse. Um, And eventually somebody said, they're calling you the nurse because they think nurses are pretty. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Then we're then we're good Um, to, you know, doing doing media and having people comment on the way my legs look. It's, it's a challenge, and it was really frustrating at first to think, you know what? I've gone to all this school. I've gone to the best schools. I've done all this training, and you're commenting on my hair. <laughs> and, it, you know, there were, when I first started doing television, I remember I was in Boston walking down the Charles River, calling my girlfriend. She was on television, bawling my eyes out. And she was like, okay, first, we're getting you a thicker skin, and second, we're getting you some hairspray. And, you know, I think that's a lesson I want my daughter to learn, too and all the little girls out there to learn that no matter what, that, you know, I, f- I hope we can change society, but I think the biggest hope we have is to change and strengthen our young girls of every skin, hair color, every look that people will comment on the outside, but it's knowing themselves what's on the inside so that they can just say, go to blank because I'm keeping moving forward.
1: Good, and you know what, I don't think you should tell them to go anywhere. I think those things will never change. I think girls are supposed to, no, but, it, you know, it's, and I'm thinking about society. And actually, I think you both have a comment on this as our country is going wacko. I raised a young man from South Central. It was a little darker than my shirt for 12 years. I lived in that whole community as the only white face around. And he was murdered by a kid who was, lived two blocks away from him trying to get into a gang when he was 20 years old, uh, also black. So I've been, the and that was on my wedding picture. He was my best man, was on the cover of the LA Times. I have a front row seat to come, some crazy stuff. And I'm gonna tell you the thing and you'll probably both feel the same way. We actually need to focus on our education. We don't pay our teachers enough and we don't teach kids at a young age when they can learn how life can be. Almost want a class that says, yes, if you're a pretty woman, they will comment on your hair, they will comment on your legs and they're supposed to, that's what boys are supposed to, that's kind of a a species thing. you find the cutest ones and you mate with them. That's what we do. But it does not seem, seem, it's not gonna go away. But we are now CEOs and we are really smart. And the internet has leveled everything. I don't need to lift up a brick to be the most powerful woman in the room. So it's how we learn how to handle it. And I love that there's role models like both of you out there. I've got a sensitive crying man on one side and a beautiful doctor on the other side. <laughs> no, I'm breaking stereotypes right here. And, <laughs> and I think
3: we can teach our children. I have a son and I teach him every day to, to listen to stop and to know what that means and to not treat women that way. So I think we can, you're right, it's teaching, it's teaching our children.
1: Well, my 17 year old daughter's got a twin brother and I tell you when Valentine's came by and he wanted to buy her flowers and rose petals and take her to the beach, I was so excited by how romantic oh. he was. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of lessons, but teaching it's kids funny. to be good parents might be a, a lesson in school. I didn't learn that lesson, how to be a good parent. I learned algebra <laughs> and calculus, which I've never used, but I couldn't balance my checkbook or how to have a relationship. Hmm. I miss long, Dr. Long, which has got us. That's an interesting, you've been called Dr. Long. Is that your married name or maiden name?
3: That's my maiden name, but mainly I go by Dr. Daria. Everybody likes it. It has the alliteration.
1: No, no. I like that better because Dr. Long has some weird implications. I don't know. Um, (laughs) All right. Well, that's my show for you. Uh, We're going to take a break in just a minute. Jamie, as you're listening to beautiful Dr. Daria, ask her a question for me. Anything you want.
2: Oh, what's been the most significant thing in your career that's really, it's like, yeah, what's closest to your heart? What's been the one thing in your career that you've experienced where you've just gone, this is why I'm doing this? Uh,
3: Can I give two? I'll be quick on both of them. Two minutes, Um, go. Two minutes, okay. One, One was being a patient myself. And going from being totally healthy to being unable to walk and um, dealing with that, learning how to give myself shots and, and learning how to heal myself and realizing if it was hard for me to figure out how are my patients who don't have access to all this expertise that I had, how are they ever going to figure it out? And realizing the people are scared that they need the right information, realizing I'm going to lean into that. I can help them. So that was it on a macro level. And then, of course, there, there's a moment every single shift in the emergency department where you're, you're treating somebody and, you know, it's my job to treat them medically, but also the emotionally. And recently with COVID, with families separated, I think the most important thing I did on one shift was one man who was separated from his family. I called his wife. I ran out. I got his cell phone from her, brought it back to him so they could FaceTime and connect. And the smile on his face when he suddenly was no longer disconnected from his family, uh, it,
1: wow. I, it's, wow. it's being there. All right. When we come back, I've got two things I really want to focus on with you. One, how COVID has affected what you do. But two, I teach a class called OPP, Other People's Platforms. You as a doctor have leveraged your expertise. You've been, you've done a TED talk. You've been on CNN. You've been on Dr. Oz. How did you do that? That's what my students also want to know because that's a powerful understanding. And uh, we're going to do all that and more when we come back right here on the Forbes Factor. Don't go away.
0: Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel.
3: Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel.
0: are listening to the Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. Hey
1: everybody, welcome back to Forbes Factor. My biggest regret today is that my show is only one hour long. Got to tell you, I want this to go. I'm serious. This is going to be frustrating. We've got one more segment to go. Um, we're talking all the way from Australia to Jamie Close, who is a health advocate, a man who's recovered from uh, addiction to find health, truth, and blossom. He's offered a very special, lucky person in our audience a free $2,500 product. I love him. I'm not sponsored by him. I'm just a supporter of him. Go to thequantumsolution.com, right? No S? quantum find out about Healy it just launched in this country Jamie give me one one minute or so about why people should learn more about this product because it's done some amazing things for you
2: yeah so it's well to learn about it, it's, it's it's learning about something that's going to help empower you and is going to help you become more self-aware around what what's why are you creating certain things in your life uh, the, the way that this device, analyzes your body and your energy and then gives you interpretations and readings of what's actually blocked within your body and within your energetic field, your auric field, and then it vibrates energy and frequencies throughout your body to bioenergetically balance you. So I know that sounds a little bit technical, but it's really easy to use. And even myself being so in tune that I am, this, this thing has reflected back to me things that I was like, oh, my God, how does this thing know this? And then how I feel like it's just, I was already really healthy and really in tune, but it's helped me in the last seven months profoundly. And that's why I've gone out and helped over 200 people now uh, personally, just with analyzing and giving away for free, you know, sessions with people to help them shift.
1: I love it. I love it. I love it. Dr. Daria, I want to ask you um, about, let me talk about leveraging who you are first. You are uh, in fact, somebody asked you where the Ted talk is. I teach a thing called OPP my whole life as an actress or a TV host, I've leveraged other people's platforms. Even this, I'm leveraging Voice America and the power of them and their network, bringing my talent and skills to that, but I brought it with having a clear message and intention. You have taken, being a doctor, there's lots of doctors all around the world, but not many who can say they've been on CNN, headline news, uh, Hallmark, Lifetime, Are you also an actress, Dr. Oz and a <laughs> TED talk. But where did Lifetime come in from that? It was a show
3: on Access with Access Health. So no, I'm not an actress. um, Although I may play one at my house with my kids in our shows, but otherwise, no. All
1: right. So TED Talk. How did you land a TED Talk? That's pretty profound. Yeah, that was a really exciting thing. And it was
3: I was talking to the TED organizers, and I'd given it in November as a TEDx talk, but then heard from TED this. February so that we want to share it globally. And they shared it about a month ago, which has been really exciting to have gotten over a million views just in several weeks. But I remember when they were first talking to me, and I think I try to always come from the position of what's needed. And somebody said, what really drives you crazy? And I said, you know what? Crazy busy. When I ask somebody how they are doing and they say, oh, I'm just crazy busy, because that is not something I can ever afford to say in the ER. I have to be able to look at those double doors and say, whatever comes in, no matter how busy I am, I can handle it. And I said, Ooh. I can teach everybody how to use those skills in their own life, so they never have to say crazy busy again. That's where the concept came out.
1: Well, that's exciting. So we'll look for that. And our, and Daria, by the way, has D A R R I A two R's, and I think you're going to have a lot more views after this show. And then leveraging, can... sorry, and then leveraging your position on other things like the news. How did you manage to leverage that? Because that's what I'm now teaching people because it's fascinating to me that you were that successful doing it and you're good in the ER and you're also a mom. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. So again, that
3: came out of need. I was in residency and it was the swine flu epidemic. And I remember hearing on the local news, you would hear things like, you know, stay tuned for the 10 p.m. for the death toll from the swine flu. And our waiting room length of stay was eight hours just to see a doctor because people were panicked. And I remember telling most of them, you know, you do have it, but you're 40, you're healthy, you're going to be uncomfortable, but you're going to be okay. And I realized people are so scared and that's the message that's being used to drive health information now, and that's not okay. And so that's where it came from. And I started doing local and local led to doing national, always with that vision in mind of how do I take the best of science to make people's lives healthier, better, and easier? How do I give them that lifestyle information with the scientific
1: basis behind it? So I love that without having taken my course, you figured it out on your own, but <sighs> you no, know, but here's, what's important is that you had a clear message and a very clear intention and a very positive why that's mm-hmm. what yes. some people, even though they've got good messages, don't know how to articulate. All right. Was we're coming down to the last few minutes of my show today? I'm kind of curious. as I think Jamie and the rest of the world is what's up with COVID?
3: Yeah, you now, this is the trillion dollar question of Forbes. So, but There are so many questions, there are so many arguments. We're seeing family members fight about how to best protect themselves, let alone uh, politicians fight about how best to protect themselves. So I actually just wrote a piece that came up in Medium and was cited in the New York Times today because we had so many people say, well, can I do this scenario with my family and this other family and is that safe for COVID? And I realized I needed to give people their own framework to make their own decisions because I can't predict every scenario. So we did it and we talked about the four D's and we also talked about exposure, and a lot of this came from even on my instagram i answer a lot of people's questions and that's kind of my best way of communicating with people in real time about covid the four d's and if you think of four Ds, think of like a sound studio you know those little sliding things you can slide back and forth you can slide to be a high dose exposure or slide them back so the four things are density how dense they are people packed in indoors or outdoors distance how far are they apart Duration, is it for 15 seconds or are you with them for six hours? And degree of activity, are you just sitting quietly or are you singing, shouting, or exercising? Move those up and down. If something's a low-dose exposure event, you can go do it if you're a low-risk person. If something's a high-dose exposure
1: event, probably should stay away from it. Well, so here's the deal. If you get it, let's assume that everybody at some point will get it. Is that fair to say? hope not.
3: If everybody does get it, particularly the higher risk pay, uh, people, then I think that would be pretty devastating. I do hope that a vaccine comes, so at the minimum, we can give that to the highest risk
1: people, and and keep them safer. otherwise, the, the so let's let's, let's not talk about high risk for a second. Okay, age and health factors. Let's remove everybody else. I don't know the I don't know the percentage of our human population, but there's a large percentage of people who have recovered from this. Yes. Yes. So odds are we are probably. Assume we all get the flu at some point, don't we? And most of us recover. So my question is the confusion about what we're doing. I mean, I literally read a post that said you can have 12 people over at a party, but 100 at a protest. I'm sorry, does the disease know that? What kind of, I mean, that's the kind of information we're hearing. And I'm like, I don't get it.
3: No. And you're exactly right. That's what the four, the four D's come in. And so you can make that decision because yeah, there's a ton of people at a densely packed protest or a rally or a convention or concert. The virus doesn't care. The virus just sees how densely packed is it. And another concept kind of to what you're talking about is dose of exposure. No longer is it. We're going to be exposed to zero virus. If you're otherwise healthy, you get exposed to a little bit of a dose. If it's just enough to make you sick, Studies suggest that if it's still a little dose, you may be less likely to get severely ill. So all the more reason. If we're going to be exposed, let's keep our dose exposure events low so you're not exposed to 100 people who are all sick and shouting all at the same time. You get some huge viral load and get very ill. Let's keep people on the low dose exposure side so
1: they hopefully can be less sick in general. And let's talk about our health professionals, of which you are. You guys will get a pretty high dose of this. How are you guys handling it? Yeah.
3: We do. That's why we are seeing when physicians and nurses and health professionals get sick, they get really sick because they got a very high dose exposure. Uh, We had, we bought, many of us bought our own masks. I have my own mask that I use for procedures. Uh, We're still kind of having to ration our N95s. I worry about that. That I worry about because the whole point is if people are sick, as long as it is underneath what our healthcare system can handle, then we can manage. But if it gets more, that we start running out of equipment and PPE, then it becomes a problem. And that is what I worry about, which is why I say, follow the four Ds. Let's be smart. Let's be strategic. Then we can minimize illness. We can optimize opening where it's smart. And we're not going to have another
1: catastrophe this fall. Mm. Jamie, how what's the feeling in Australia about COVID right now?
2: To be honest with you, I can't really answer that because I don't watch TV. I don't watch the media. Um, through my daily experience, I I rarely see people wearing masks. You see the odd people wearing masks, but it's like life's resuming back to normal down here. People are out shopping, cafes. You can still sense fear, you know, and people are more cautious, which obviously I believe is a good thing if people are more cautious and more aware about their health. But things seem to be returning to normal in the part of Melbourne where I'm staying.
1: No, it is an interesting conversation because when it all started, I was I don't, I preach not to watch the news, except every once in a while you have to, because otherwise you're like, oh, wait, there's a riot down the street from my house. Um, You need to know a little bit of what's going on and be aware. But I will tell you that I believe that the fear of a lot of just the word fear has really affected all of us in such a negative way. Dr. Daria, how do you feel about that?
3: I agree. And I think that the whole point is we have this very nebulous uncertainty and that's very uncomfortable. Um, it, I think it stimulates that dis-ease that you two were both talking about earlier. Um, and I think that's why I say, let's take it out of this nebulous feeling to say, like what is actually my risk? What is safe? What can I do? Let's quantify it. And you can be empowered. You can be smart about it because I don't want people panicking. I want them being smart.
1: Yeah, and kind of enjoying life just a little bit. I actually, for a while, was saying to people that it's okay to be happy. You know, I was in the hospital. No, I was in the hospital many years ago. I had a kidney stone that went septic in ten days. A massive amounts of Ooh. of uh, antibiotics, and I became very close to dying. Nobody really cared about that, but I did. And I kind of made a deal. Says, look, if I get through this, I get to be happy. People die every day. There's horrible news every day is do you have this survivor guilt? And I threw a big party, my big birthday party on Zoom around the world and I loved it. So when I tell people too, that too, when you laugh, you will reduce, you know, all kind of fun hormones and, and endocrines and things that go, yes, we're going to live longer. We're going to have fun and we're strong enough to fight anything we can. How are your children dealing with all of this, do you think?
3: So my children are still young. They're three and six. They're aware of coronavirus and safety. Um, They're aware of the protests because I've talked to them about how we treat people and that that's what I want them to to learn. Um, But I think some of the biggest things I'm trying to teach them right now is the importance of listening to each other. And then the importance of gratitude, because like you said, every with your own health thing, like I learn every day in the ER, we have a lot to be grateful for. And you, yeah. not in a judgmental way, write that down. That changes your brain. Neuroplasticity, your brain will change. If you will write down three to five things every night, it feels silly. Write it down. Your brain starts looking for the good
1: stuff. I love that. Jamie, I got about a minute to close. Share a thought with me that you want our audience to be thinking
2: about all week. Okay. Well, beautiful. Thank you for sharing, Dr. Diary, as well. For me, it's like If you if you're in a fearful state and it's all about the law of attraction, how to manifest your destiny. And this is another thing that I share in the group, The Quantum Solution. It's if you're in a fearful state and thinking negative thoughts, you create negative toxic chemical reactions within your body. Mm -hmm. And therefore your frequency of your body becomes a lower frequency and you attract the experiences to you. That's how we manifest. It's like a a radio. If you want to turn, if you don't like the dial of the uh, the radio station you were listening to, you turn it up. And then of course you hear Forbes, you know what I mean? Like, so if, if, if we don't, do you like how I tie that in? So if you, know, don't that like awesome. happened, if you don't like what's happening in your life or in your body, you need to raise your frequency. And if you keep listening to fear-based stuff and you attach to that, it's going to take you down into a spiral. We need to and get to visit,
1: And I'm almost at the end to visit, Jamie. You want to go to thequantumsolution.com. Look up quantum. It's a hard one to spell. Q always followed by a U. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Daria, give my folks something to think about all week. So I want you to think
3: about all week. I want you to start taking care of yourself. I know you two were talking about this earlier. If nothing else is COVID, should, crisis should be a wake-up call to take care of our own health, to do, do those things, to maintain our own health. We maintain our car, our HVAC, do the little things for you. Don't apologize for it. You deserve it.
1: I will tell you, I can live time see how people are engaged and commenting and it's going through the roof. I hope you both go to Forbes, Riley. Uh, it's my big fan page, but they love both of you very much, and uh, for that, I am grateful you make my show much better, uh, and for the rest of you, know, we've got about a minute left. Um, guys, you're, we're talking about health. You know, We talk about health, wealth, and happiness. I'm going to say that health is your greatest wealth. I remember not having it and being very upset that if I didn't get it back, it would all be over. Jamie talks about not wanting to miss the party. Let me tell you something. Dr. Daria is right there. She sees people who leave that day, just leave the whole planet. What do you get to do right before that moment? They always talk about living the dash. Um, I want to say thank you to both of you. Dr. Daria, how do we find you, by the way?
3: Yes, the best way is my Instagram at Dr. Daria, D-R-D-A-R-R-I-A. And you can follow me at my website. DrDaria.com is a lifestyle guide. And we have some great freebies to help eliminate the crazy busy and make weeknight dinner meal planning that much easier, too.
1: I love it. She's got two R's for rest and relaxation. I love this (laughs) one. Yes. I know, right? That's my genius. I'm the pitch queen over here. Guys, remember on Sundays, I teach how to pitch at 5 o'clock. And tonight's my mastermind for all of you listening on Wednesday nights. Join me at 8 o'clock. I'm all over Facebook as well. Thank you both so very much. I will see you again soon. Mm, Bye, you guys.